everybody, and welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. My name is Michael Macaw. My name is Jordan Macaw. We have to talk really fast because it's The Flash. This is the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say no sequels, <laughs> no sequels are better than the originals. And uh, yeah, so right now we are catching up on all the movies that we missed because we were on... We had a baby. We had a baby, yes. Two jabrones and a baby. Yes. SS. And so um, we even set up the schedule because the due date for the baby was July 2nd. First. Uh, second? It was second. Uh, I thought it was the first. <laughs> but we set this up because we actually technically could have seen this movie before. Because uh, I think it was like June 16th or something like that. Um, we were like, oh, I don't think I can make it. I'm going to have a baby. Yeah. And so we didn't go and see this movie. And I've been dreading watching this yeah. because one of the things I like least in movies is seeing Ezra Miller mm-hmm. and then seeing Ezra Miller play The Flash, like it even less than other Ezra Miller things. So I was not looking forward to this movie I will say, all. though, you you are on Ezra Miller. Like, they are your guilty pleasure of a train wreck because you were like constantly i i am constantly checking the checking news what and, i mean it's been happening. i don't really check anymore actually okay. but I, you know what i think because now that this movie's out i think a lot of it was i was just kind of curious what the heck is dc gonna do yeah because there was this period of like six plus months where where there were actually reports that they were considering like not releasing this movie yeah um, which after watching it, I think that that probably would have been a better decision in all honesty. Yeah. But because they could have just taken a huge, tax I will say off. this movie, let me just get it right yeah, off the yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah. This movie is terrible, but it was highly entertaining. Yes. So you have terrible. That's a snooze fest. See underworld series. Any yeah, movie from yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. pick, or you watch this and it's just, you're endlessly fascinated by what decisions were made here. What decisions weren't made. And at what point of the several points did they just throw up their hands and just kept going to finish it? Yeah. This, Fascinating. This movie, I think is like, if it wasn't connected to, you know, like a larger franchise and stuff, this seems like a midnight movie. Yeah. Like you go to the theater, you bring little babies and you throw them at the screen and stuff like that. And you like scream and laugh and like quote the lines that are terrible and stuff. Because this movie was so bad. It was like, did Tommy Wiseau direct this or something like that? Well, it's not stooped to that level, but I think it's like, I, it's it on that caliber. You mean in terms of entertainment value? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty entertaining. I, I will say though, because don't know anything about The Flash, but I guess I, I think it's safe. Well, he is to fast. I do know that. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's safe to assume that this is like the Flash story. This is the run. I think it's the most famous. Yeah. Um, and it is. I gotta say, inherently good. It. So the movie was terrible. It was a train yeah. wreck. It was so fun to watch. But the story was just interesting enough that I, the whole time I was like, "What's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next? Sure. What about next?" Um, and they didn't answer all my questions. <laughs> no. But um, it's it's. Re- I mean. Don't get us wrong, folks. This movie is bad. It's terrible, but but I, 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 think, I see you see the potential yeah. because the story is a classic like, for comic books. Compared to, like, I would watch this over Black Adam. Uh-huh. Um, I would watch it over Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Oh, and Ant Man and the Wasp. I actually think this is a better movie than Quantumania. This is a better movie than Quantumania. It, it straight up is better. 
And this movie's really bad. Yeah. Uh, straight up. I'd watch it crazy over... enough. This movie looks better than Quantumanium. And this movie looks bad. Yeah. Uh, I would rather watch this Birds one. of Prey, I'd watch it over. Yeah. Although I, I will say objectively, Birds of Prey is a better movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way better. Yeah. Like, miles better. But I'd watch this any day over boring. it. Yeah. Um, the original Suicide Squad, I'd watch this over it. Like, actually, most of the Snyder stuff, I'd rather watch this movie. Yeah. Um. But it is so terrible. Yeah. I mean, it it is like baffling. It, it's it's crazy to watch. I, and I'm not talking about like maybe one sequence or what. It's crazy to watch every single scene in this movie and think someone who makes movies thought that's good. Let's move on to the next scene. Like a director mm-hmm. thought that was good. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot at play that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is crazy, and what blows my mind, this has been a great year for movies, a great year for movies, but this movie is not even my bottom movie of the year. What is your bottom movie? My bottom movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay. Then right above that is Elemental. Okay. And then above that is Haunted Mansion. Okay. And then I would put The Flash. Yeah, I, that's, I'd, I'd be there too. Um, I, But I will say with this movie, yeah, I got a few genuine laughs for me. There, there, there were a couple of there laughs. There were a few that were like that. That was funny. I'm into that. Yeah. Um. So, it was a fascinating movie. Very, very fascinating. It, it's one of those things that I almost like would encourage everyone to watch, <laughs> or, or like watch through the first sequence of the movie at least. Yeah. And and if you if you were like, oh, this is the kind of Gonzo energy I'd like right now, then watch the rest of the movie because it won't let up. Yeah. If you're like. No, I really can't handle this. Then don't watch it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, although it never quite tops the baby scene. No, no. Because that I, was it can't. just it can't. Uh, that floored me. Yeah. So contextually here, before we get going, because we have to go like we have to go back to the eighties to talk about this movie. Um, the Flash, from my estimation, my view, you have like Superman. And Batman probably share Superman, Batman, and Spider Man sharing like the top tier of like everyone in the world knows who they are. And if you talk to someone and say who's Batman, they're gonna know stuff about him. Superman and Spider Man. I think they're all kind of like the A plus 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 tier. And I think even though I have like n- I've never read a Flash comic, none of that. I think Flash is probably like right underneath them. Mm. Flash is so famous and so well known. And probably Aquaman is in that zone as well and Wonder oh, really? Woman. I think they're all three kind of like A minus. Everybody knows who mm-hmm. those characters are because it's such a simple idea. It's like you're a kid and you're like, what if I was fast? You're the Flash. Great. You know, you're on board. So I think it would be really frustrating if you were a diehard Flash fan and this was the movie you got. Is the show good? Do you know, like, do people like the show? People really like the show. Well, at least they yeah. have something. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people think that the show ran out of steam. Oh, okay. uh, but but has some pretty great uh, scenes and yeah. episodes. So, in the 1980s, Warner Brothers hires Jeff uh, Jeff Fox Loeb movie. to make a screenplay for mm-hmm. a, a Flash movie. Uh, then, flash forward to 2004. Flash forward, <laughs> uh, and they hire David S. Goyer to write and direct. They're obs- everyone's obsessed with this guy in this I know. town. And uh and he wants Ryan Reynolds to do it. No. Uh after he works with him on Blade Trinity, which we talked about 
this year. Bad choice. Uh, in 2007, he leaves the project. Okay. Then Sean Levy, the director of Free Guy, uh, he oversees a new draft of the movie. And while he's doing that, George Miller starts working on this movie called Justice League Mortal, which um, there's this like YouTube video where someone like read the script and like figured out as much as they could about it. And it sounded like it would have been a really cool movie. Mm -hmm. I think it started at a funeral uh, and all the like Justice League comes in and Mm -hmm. then it like shows the whole movie. And then at the end, you find out that Flash, like I think it's Flash, like sacrificed himself to save everybody. I've heard of this. And they were at his funeral. Yeah. Um, Sounds cool. Uh, Then Sean Levy leaves this movie uh, because he's got scheduling conflicts for his movie, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Oh, but of course. And nothing comes of the George Miller movie. Then David Dobbin takes over to develop a movie that's supposed to be a spinoff of the Justice League Mortal movie. And they're like, 2008, release date, let's go. Then something called The Writer's Strike happens. Mm -hmm. And that eventually dies after The Writer's Strike. Yeah. 2010, the writers of the much maligned Green Lantern movie are hired to make make a new movie. Sounds like a bad idea. Right. (laughs) And then in 2013, Man of Steel comes out. And it's like, now we have a shared universe, so we're scrapping everything. Yeah. Because now the Flash will be in our shared universe. So they're like, they announced way back then, they're like, there will be a Flash movie in 2016. Okay. So that is like this iteration. So mm-hmm. from here on out, we're editing this iteration, and it took them this long to get to Jeez. this movie. Um, then they announce, like officially, they're like, okay, it's going to be March 23rd, 2018. That's the movie. That's when it's coming out. And they say, James Wan, do you want to make this movie, or do you want to make Aquaman? And he says, Aquaman. Thank you. And then in 2015... We need Orm, and he knew that. <laughs> and this is this is where it gets sad, because this is the what could have been. Yeah. Two people start working on a treatment for this movie. Not Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Phil Lord what? and Chris Miller start working on a treatment, and then they go, and this is what's sad, they, they go, actually, we're going to work on Solo instead. Ooh! Yeah, and then, of course, we all know they get fired from that movie. Yeah. Uh... Then they have Seth Graham Smith write and direct the Lord and Miller treatment, and this would have been his directorial debut. Now, you might be saying, who's Seth Graham Smith? But I feel like I've talked about him in one of my meetings at work. He's the writer of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire one of my Slayer. meetings at work? Because he's an author. Oh, okay. Making a joke. Oh, okay. Um, so this would have been his first movie. Wow, that's interesting. I know. How come they haven't made that yet? Because isn't that book really famous? Well, they did make the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Yeah, so where's the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I don't think a single person liked the Abraham Slayer one, so I don't think they How made is, it is that this? Oh, you said that's the same author? Yeah. You just said? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, then he leaves the project in April of 2016 over creative differences. And they hire Rick Famayua, Famayua, uh, uh, who's the director of Dope? Yeah. To direct, uh, and the movie's taken a while, so they give the release date to the Tomb Raider movie that bombed oh my pretty gosh, bad. Just get on with it. When is this movie coming out? <laughs> and he revises the script, and then he leaves October 2016 over creative different. Uh, yeah, you know. And that was supposed to be a planned March shoot in 2017. 
So guys, I got bad news about what's up ahead. Get to <laughs> pump this thing out. So then the film gets put on hold and Ezra starts working on crimes of the double entendre. And that's a joke I wrote because Ezra Miller is going to work on a bunch of real life crimes while also working on the movie crimes of Grindelwald. Um, see our episode on the secrets of Dumbledore. If you want the full breakdown of all of the Ezra Miller crimes. Oh, did we do that? Oh, we did. Micah is obsessed. He's up. He's obsessed with Ezra Miller, not obsessed, but he is as fascinated with Ezra Miller as I was with army hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no one talks about him anymore. But I think now that flash is out, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. You know, um, unless there's, you know, another cult situation happening or another yeah. kidnapped, you know, person. Anyway, uh, so then they're like, okay, let's get, of course, Joby Harold to rewrite this. You know, the writer of King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Joby. Yeah. And uh, they think, and, and I love seeing things like this because it's like, I don't think that was ever going to happen. But they're like, our top choice is Robert Zemeckis <laughs> and Matthew Vaughn. And it's yeah. like, well, they could have got Matthew Vaughn for yeah. sure. And and actually, after having seen Pinocchio, they probably could have got Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> but um, they both uh, had an express interest in the in the project, but it didn't really happen. Then then there's then there's you know, Raimi turned it down, Mark Webb turned it down, Jordan Peele turned it down, um, and Ben Affleck turned it down. Oh man, deprived of that version. <laughs> it's so funny because that's just not the type of movies that Ben Affleck makes. That's probably why he turned it down. He wasn't interested in making it. Yeah. Do you remember he was going to make The Batman, though? I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Well, just... I don't want to talk about him. Just quickly for the listener, there was, he, they were going to make like a hard-boiled His Batman, and he was going to make it. And then it fell through, and he, he was like, I, I don't think I can do this. No, you, know? you can't, Ben. Um, I think he was also going through like a lot of alcohol abuse. And so he's like, I, this is bad for me. And so then... Matt Reeves is like, well, I also want to do a movie. And they're not connected in any way, any way beyond they were both trying to make oh, like, okay. Batman movies that were... Like that. Yeah, like about solving a crime. Yeah. And not knowing that... Uh, a, f- a flying rat... Is a penguin. <laughs> what? Is a bat. Do no. you know what you just said? No, no, no. I think they... I, I Isn't the riddle that they're... That that they think it's the bat, but the whole time, or no, they think it's penguin. That's what it is. I, I got mixed up. They're calling it a flying rat. Yeah, and yeah. it's like guys. <laughs> yeah, think about it a little. And bit. I I just did what they did in yeah. the movie. Oh brother. <laughs> so then there's another movie of this that should have been made, and this one hurts maybe even more than the Chris Miller and Phil Lord. They they hire John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein enter into negotiations in March of 2018. Who is this? Oh, I don't know. The writers and directors of Game Night and oh, wow. uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Dang. But now Ezra's busy with the secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. So many secrets. <laughs> he had so many secrets that Dumbledore. He had that secret where he put his little tush on the desk there. <laughs> <laughs> and so then in 2019, Ezra Miller starts working with Grant Morrison, who is a comic book writer. And they both start making a new version of the movie that Daly and Goldstein are working on. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of discrepancies. I don't know for sure, but it seems like Miller and Morrison wanted something a bit darker and Daly and Goldstein were making something more fun, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds like more fun. I mean, this movie is not very dark, so no, I, but um, 
if the studio did not take the Miller and Morrison take, there was potential for the actor to leave the film. So, you know, this is getting out of hand. Which could have been um, the best thing for them. Uh, yeah. So then Daly and Goldstein leave the project, and Warner Brothers chooses Chris... Uh, is it Christian or Christina? I think it's Christina Hudson who wrote Birds of Prey to write a new screenplay. Okay. And then they get Andy Muschietti, the director of It and It Chapter 2, and they start, and they're expected to start filming this movie in 2021. Mm. And then COVID happens, <laughs> and they have to push filming, and then they're eventually able to film, and then I just remember reading so many times that it was like reshoots reshoots mm -hmm. reshoots i mean they they probably had four or five rounds of reshoots which a mm -hmm. couple rounds of reshoots not too uncommon these days but once you start once you start getting three four five it's why i'm i trust james wan but i am really scared about aquaman because they've done like five rounds of reshoots mm -hmm. on that mm -hmm. and and it seems like warner brothers is like we don't even want to put this out like we're scared yeah to put this out so but we got orm i know we do have orm so um and then there's like all this talk of like, this is going to reset the DCEU because at this point, everyone's done with the DCEU. There, there's like the, you have this weird dichotomy where it's like, you have Snyder fans who only want Zack Snyder to run everything and do everything. Then you have like the majority of people who don't care that much about it or even know about it, but they don't even agree on what they dislike about the universe. So they're, they're just like, this will be the reset because it's, we're adapting flashpoint, which is what they did in the comics. It was kind of like a reset for comics. Um, so, you know, there's big talk of that, which it's funny cause this movie kind of doesn't even do that, even though they were like saying that was going to be yeah. what this movie was. Um, then they talk to Fisher, who is the actor who plays cyborg, and he says, I'm not going to do any movie where the DC president, Walter Hamada, is working. Because remember, he was yep. basically abused on yep. the set of Justice League by Joss Whedon. Um, so then the final writing credits are revealed to be Hodson received screenplay credit, Dally, Goldstein, and Harold received screen story credit, and off-screen credit for additional writing material went to Rebecca Drysdale. Fama Yua, Graham Smith, Johns, Lord, Christopher Miller, Ezra Miller, Morrison, and co-writer Adam Stitzel. That's that's like the credited writers. And in May, Deadline... Do people get paid for all of this? I think they get a little pay, yeah. Jeez. But it is crazy because Dally and um and Goldstein are in the credits of this movie. Yeah. But like story by, and it's like, but they would have done good. Like, I, th I feel like it's not fair that their names are in mm -hmm. the credits of this movie. Um. But the Hollywood Reporter um, reported that there was an unspecified high-profile comic book film that would be released in 2023, and its script had been submitted to WGA, and it had a total of 45 writers wow. throughout its development. And so most people assume it's this movie. How was that different, though? Because you've—I I know this is a lot. It's very storied, but like most of these comic book movies, they've been trying to make since the seventies, the nineties, yeah. the eighties, and this one just has a more like through line. I well, I think what's different about this is for—I mean, even that amount of writers I mentioned that are like for sure, which is is a lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve writers. Um. It's like, that's just a lot because they are getting credit. So it means stuff that they have is in the movie. 
yeah. stuff that they wrote is in the movie. Because this is, I'm sure, like George Miller isn't one of the 45 writers. Yeah. Because his draft and version is not in this movie. Yeah. You know, it's like they restarted. Yeah. Um, probably even like the David S. Goyer stuff is like totally out of this. So yeah. I think that's what makes it different and unique. Okay. Um, so then Ezra has a big year for 2022 and they keep pushing the movie. And the, I remember this article coming out where they were kind of saying, do we do an interview with Ezra and kind of clear everything up and say, you know, we need mental, you know, issue, like we're going through mental stuff and we need to go to recovery or do we push the movie again or do we cancel the movie? And that's all like insider reporting. So then Miller apologizes and says that they're seeking treatment. Um, they're still trying to figure out if they're going to release this movie, what they're going to do. I don't know if you remember it's this. Tough. They spent so much money on it. I know that, that is like you just dump it. Yeah, but, and, but and to dump it meaning release it. Right. Um, it makes some kind of money, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But what's crazy is, do you remember that, like, at the beginning of last, of 2022, there was that trailer for, like, DC movies that would play, and it showed, like, the Batman and some scenes from Black Adam? Yeah. Um, but remember, it showed The Flash, and it was, it was like, basically saying, like, this year's, like, the year for DC, and then this movie comes out, like, 18 months after we saw that first footage of The Flash. Oh, yeah. Which I had totally forgotten about. Uh let me make one little note here. So, um, yeah, so it's just like this movie is stuck and... Uh, then you have this change of heads where now Peter Gun or James Gunn and Peter Safran are now running DC, and now there's this question of like, well, what's going to happen to the DC movies? And they say, oh, this is going to be like the jumping off point, and this will be like this will help set up, you know, that our new universe. Having now watched it, it's like it absolutely doesn't. And they've come out and they've now said like, there's going to be no returning Snyder actors. Like we are, Superman Legacy is the start like where it's mm -hmm. the the slate is wiped clean this mm -hmm. failed basically mm -hmm. um and it's great for us because when we finish aquaman we will be done with the dc universe and we will close the book um we might have to get like a sound effect or like do something on that episode that's close like, a book and yeah, the mic. <laughs> yeah but um yeah so uh this movie had like a different ending that that effectively like made keaton the batman uh, and Ben Affleck, it was gone. They shot scenes with Cavill that were cut. Oh, wow. They shot scenes with Godot that were cut. Where is he getting that? I don't, it, well, it's, it's in the back. G Gilmore keeps getting uh, Talia's toys and he wants to play with them. Can you blame him? No. Um, and then, and then we're getting close to this movie. So there's just lots of cuts, lots of reshoots. We're getting close to this movie coming out. And then Tom Cruise, the savior of last year's cinema. Yeah. Uh, he was invited to, like, they came to his house and they showed him this movie, like, privately. And he said it was among the greatest superhero movies. No, 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 this, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. James Gunn said this was among the greatest superhero movies of all time, which hurts your reputation a little bit there, James Gunn. 
He has to say that, though. He kind of does, yes. And then, Just like Tom Cruise had to say what you're about to say because they paid him. Yeah, Cruise reached out to Machete and said... Uh, machete? The Andy Machete, the director. Mushi- Muschietti. Mushi- oh, okay. It's just Machete. Machete. And he said, Ev- uh, this is everything you want in a movie, and this is the kind of movie we need right now. Well, in a way, it did scratch an itch. <laughs> um, and then Stephen King, this is the saddest one for me. Stephen King tweeted, I got an advanced screening of The Flash Day. As a rule, I don't care a lot for superhero movies, but this one is special. It's heartfelt, funny, and eye-popping. I loved it. I mean, I hope it was able to, like, fund, you know, like a yacht that he wanted to buy or something. Or he donated it to charity or something. Yeah, because there, there was just this weird, like, build since January where it's like, you know, all the heads of Warner Brothers are saying this is potentially, like, not just the best superhero movie, but this is, like, the best movie some of these guys have ever seen. You know, and and the more, the closer we were getting and the more people were saying, I was like, oh, this movie might be, like, one of the worst movies ever made because they were trying so hard But this was also what was piquing my interest of seeing this movie. Yeah. It got me interested. It worked. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I was interested out of you know, More like watch it through your hands, kind of a thing. Okay. Um, but th- but turns out that the movie has come out on a two hundred oh. million dollar budget. Okay. Domestically, it made one hundred eight, and worldwide, it made two sixty six. Okay. It's a projected two hundred million dollar loss for Warner Ooh. Brothers. One of the biggest bombs of all time. Yeah. Um, which I love because Across the Spider-Verse came out a week or two weeks earlier and cleaned up, and that's an animated movie, and it's not, the, the animated movies don't usually make, well, well, actually animated movies make a lot, but like the original Spider-Verse movie was a huge hit, but it didn't make like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of movie. Yeah. And this movie did, and it's about a multiverse, and it has a lot of heart, and it's probably still my favorite movie of the year, and yet, like, a multiverse movie comes out, like, two weeks later, and everyone's like, yeah, we'll just go see Spider-Verse again. It just felt like this year was the year people finally took a stand, where they're like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man sucks. I won't see it. Mm-hmm. Shazam sucks. Okay, I won't see it. Guardians is good. Let's go see it. Let's go see it again. Let's go see it again. Although Shazam was pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I know, like Shazam, I know, I know. But people did not go and see movies out of loyalty anymore. Mm-hmm. They were like, no. And even Killers of the Flower Moon is doing really well. And it's the three and a half hours. Oppenheimer did amazing. It's three hours. People are like, I want to go see a movie that's good. Yep. And they're not seeing bad movies anymore. Yep. It's amazing. Um, so having said all of that, I've talked about most of the people who have made it, but there's also the music was this Benjamin Walfish who did Shazam, cinematographer Hen- Henry Brom, who did Guardians 3 and 2 and Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. And that's... Both Suicide Squads? Uh, just The Suicide okay. Squad. The James Gunn movie. And that is all that I have on The Flash. Did you have any questions? Because I feel like I... I feel like I may have missed something. Probably, but, I'm not sure. but I gotta be honest. Holding a baby while recording is next to impossible. So... Right. I don't know what my questions are at this time. Well, the movie came out June 16th. And then we can go over some actors. Great. Hit me with them actors. Okay, so really we have Sasha Kale or Kaye. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, she plays Kara uh, Zorel or Supergirl, the cousin of. Um, oh, they're cousins. 
Yeah, that's what she said in the movie. Wow, she is in The Young and the Restless. <gasps> ah. Young Blood, Deep Cuts, Final Stop. Um, I got to say, don't don't know a single uh, Supergirl comic, never read one, don't know anything about the character. I thought she was good. Yeah? I think she, yeah, I liked her. Okay. I liked her. I don't know if it was just the movie or whatnot. I just felt like she didn't have, like, the gravitas of, like, a superhero. Oh, I I liked it. Okay. I, I liked that. I, I'm, I'm not, like, going to die on this hill. You know what I mean? No, like, no. Yeah. A no. part of it is like, oh, here's this random person who's never going to be Supergirl in anything that I mean, I'm ever yeah. going to watch, so I don't really care. I liked it, and I liked her storyline. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just say it. Well, we'll talk more about the storylines coming up soon. <laughs> Ron Livingston plays Henry Allen, Barry's dad. Yeah, he's and he replaced... Space. Do you remember who he replaced, who was in a scene from Justice League? No. A one Billy Crudup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't really care. Um, <laughs> he's in Office Space, The Conjuring, Adaptation, Band of Brothers, so on and so forth. He's always good. Yeah, he shows up, fine. gets the work done. Mary Bell Verdu plays Nora Allen, the mom. She's in Pan's Labyrinth. Itu uh, Mama Tambien. Ah, yes. Um, and now, a Quaron movie, I think. I have not no, seen that. No, we have movie. not seen that. Um, we haven't? We have not. We've not. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then also an Elite, The Deadly Invitation, um, Death Roulette. A lot of this, most of it's Spanish. Yes. Then we have Kiersey Clemens, who plays uh, Iris, the very forgettable journalist. Oh, yeah. She is in Dope, Sweetheart, Lady in the Tramp, the remake, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Hearts Beat Loud, whatever. She sucked. I'm sorry. She's, it was, she really It was sucked. really bad. And it, it was also, like, sometimes they do this in movies where it just felt like you're covering, like, the crime beat in a big city. Like you're 17. I know. I don't buy it for you a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Saoirse Monica Jackson plays Patty, who's one of the f- girls, like the friends or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, she is in um, Dairy Girls. Okay. Five, or the five. Um, and the other guy, Ruby Mancuso, plays Albert. Um, he is in Rim of the World. Are these so, things real? What whatever universe they live in, whatever multiverse universe they're in, they are the like some of the most boring and annoyingly designed characters I've seen in a while. Until we go to the alternate universe yeah. where they're like slobs, then I was like, oh, these actors are good. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Like they were really good, but in the um in the like the main universe, it was like, what are we doing with these guys? Yeah, it was annoying. Yeah. Um, I think it's also annoying, or it's annoying in the the first part of the movie, because I just don't think people are really mean like this anymore. I know, I know. Um, not, I mean, people get bullied. I know that. I know, but yeah. like this whole like nerd guy, and they're just making they're nerds too. They work in a research lab. I know. They probably know. don't have friends either. I know. So I that that I just it doesn't do it for me anymore. That's <laughs> no. like we've talked about. What's one of the great things about the new spider-man movies yeah yeah they like adapted it where it's like make it the jock thing yeah i like that um yeah so um there's also this one guy in this movie uh what's his name uh michael keaton well yeah but we've covered him (laughs) he returns and then who's this other guy um he 
he's uh Christopher Reeves is in this movie. But he's not. Oh yeah, and who's that other guy? Who's Nicholas the woman with Cage. Him? Who is that woman with him? So I had to look that up cuz I was like who is this at the uh, back in the 70s or 80s or whatever there was a Supergirl show and that was her. Okay. So um but we we really can't get into the cameos yet because that's that's the tragic last act where I I think I'll really lay out some nice ranting for everybody. Yeah. But let's just go through this movie, right? Yeah. The movie begins with multiple Warner Brothers logos because it's a multiverse. Okay. Um, and then we go straight to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. He is, well. He's, he's late for work. Yeah. And he, the character, is late for work. Yeah, Barry is late for work. Yeah. And um, he needs the girl to make his sandwich. It's the same yeah. girl all the time. It's got to be the specific way of a sandwich. She's not there today screwing it up. It's kind of funny, this guy with yeah, the sandwich thing. But it already, the movie already, to me, felt very off. Yeah. Um, but here's something that, that you you seem to not like, but I actually think is very clever. And throughout the movie, he has a calorie burner. And, like, he's expending so much it energy. Like, it just feels like a... Um... A tired detail. It's just like, whatever. Can he just run fast and there's no consequences? <laughs> yeah. I I like it, though. And and I think the baby thing, which we'll get to, had it been in the hands of a better director, I think this scene could have there been like... There would be no baby thing. Well, even like, like let's just say they had to do the baby scene. Let's say Warner Brothers mandated. I'm sure they didn't. I do think there is a world where that scene is is like rolling in your seat funny. Yeah. Because it's clearly supposed to be funny. Okay, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Coffee so shop. Let, let's get into something that I'm just now thinking about. So The choices that Ezra that has are made, made for this character. This no, but... <laughs> so, Barry and Bruce have a very um, Peter and Tony Stark, Tony Stark yeah. relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and... What doesn't work for me in this, so so with the Tony and the Peter one, Peter is a high school student. Yeah. And he is supposed to be a high school student. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, you could say like Tony could have just whisked him away. Yeah. And he didn't have to be in high school anymore, didn't have to do all that stuff. But whatever. Right. He, he's a teenager. And this, Barry is like a 20-something. Right. <laughs> why, why does he still have to work at his dumb research job? And like he knows who Batman is, he talks to Bruce in this movie. Uh-huh. Why and, and like Alfred's giving him jobs to do. Why uh-huh. can't he just be the Flash? Why does he have to have a? I don't know an alter. I mean, he you know why does he have to have well, like a day job? I will tell you why. One, it's so that they can do the Batman connection with Michael Keaton later in the movie. But two, and I think more importantly, this movie is so terrified that people aren't going to like it that they need to throw you something shiny every 10 minutes okay so they go okay what will make snyder fans happy ben affleck's in it ah okay the the snyder uh butler's in it okay we got that they could have done that without him having a day job i just don't get it but you know what i mean no i get it it's just like it also okay so big catalyst of this movie his mom is murdered years and years ago and he never found out why and his dad's in prison for it well his dad's convicted guilty of it yeah and he's been always trying to figure out how to prove his dad's innocence partly why he works at a research lab uh blah 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 and it's like you could do all of this stuff without having a research job because you got bruce wayne at your disposal (laughs) not that bruce is i don't know it's just what is what drives 
him, but I do. It know is what, what drives mean. him, but Bruce has the money to help. Yeah, I guess I'm mad at Batman. <laughs> well, it's what's what's cool though is they did get Ben Affleck out of bed. He did make it to set barely. Um, he, he looks tired. He did do one take. I saw. Okay, so he, you know, allegedly Ben Affleck's in an action scene. Allegedly, yeah. Um, and he's driving. I'm not around convinced as, anyone is actually in this no. movie. <laughs> um, Ezra Miller is barely in this movie. Yeah, you could, that's you can tell that very easily because of all the CGI yeah. berries. Um, but he's ri- driving around on his motorcycle, and his he's obviously not wearing a cape. It looks so bad. Yeah. And I saw, this is something I did see, Yeah, that like his cape design is like sort of a blue, which harkens back to like the show with like the blue cape, uh-huh. the cartoon. He has a blue cape. Okay. And it's like, that's just to me a bad excuse for why it looks so terrible. Yeah. And it looked black. It didn't well, look it looked blue. gray. So it's like either make it blue or make it black. Don't do gray. Well, well, okay, we we here's the thing. We can't get into Batman's design because from Batman v Superman, it's a terrible design. It's terrible design, it's a terrible and you know casting. What? I don't I don't actually dislike Ben Affleck. I really enjoyed his movie Air this earlier this year. But he doesn't he just he when, has no business being here. When you put on the cowl, it just doesn't look right. No. His chin is all wrong for Batman. Yeah. Um so Okay, but whatever. He's talking to Alfred <laughs> yeah. Like on the phone, basically in in the coffee shop, and I, I guess Alfred tells him you got to go to Gotham and do something because Bruce can't, yeah, do something. And and so he gets ready to do f- the Flash, and he gets in this crazy position that I don't like to look at. No. And then it says the flat, and then some people go, "Oh my gosh, the Flash! It's you!" I liked this. I, I thought it was funny. Okay. Um. And and then it's like you know paparazzi to the flash and he tries to well, it's get a bunch them. of teenagers and, and he's like is that a candy bar can i have some of it and the girl kisses it and throws it oh, i didn't notice she kissed it um that was funny and it hits him in the head because he looks away and then it does the title card again okay you're for me you're off to a pretty bad start to this movie <laughs> um but it, but again i i do think that ezra is an actor that but i at, at least with the flash they really think that they're a funny actor, and I really don't think that's Ezra Strong's suit. Does not work. Bad, bad casting all around. I, I would say probably 60% of the jokes in this movie with just a different actor would act, would land like pretty well. I agree with that. But but then there's also this quality where it's like, uh, it's weird to just laugh at someone saying, I don't want to hurt people when you know that they you know punch someone in Sweden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there is a weird like. Oh, you're yeah. our superhero. Like you, you know, you have like a compound that people live on <laughs> what, with babies with bullets in their mouth. Yeah, like this isn't. Uh, I, I did see like a letterbox review where someone someone made a joke about how it, that was like the funniest line in the movie. <laughs> so he goes to Gotham, where I guess there's like a sinkhole happening. I kind of missed the beginning of this. Yeah, I missed that, Due to lack of listening. Um, But the hospital is going to go down to the sinkhole, (laughs) and it's a terrible thing. And I guess in this skyscraper of a hospital, they have the baby's ward, or, or, you know, the neonatal care on, like, the 50th floor of this building. Yeah. Smart. So so the building is collapsing. Yeah. And the babies fly out and break through. 
And, and this woman chucks a baby as she falls out of the building. You see one of the worst CGI, well, some of the worst VFX stuff I've ever seen in a long time. Now, pause. I just want to say the visual effects artist for this movie, like one of them, came out with like a TikTok or something like that. And he said, here's the thing. Right now, there is such a high demand of VFX that we are put under conditions where you have to work all the time. Mm -hmm. There's like, you're working overtime and you, if you don't get it done early, you lose the contract. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's in this impossible position where everyone's competing with everybody Mm -hmm. and studios like Marvel and DC Mm -hmm. are saying, we need you to do 2,500 effect shots. And they literally don't have the time. And if they want to spend the time, they get fired. Mm -hmm. So, I do not blame the VFX artist for this movie looking like complete, I'll say it, poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is one of the worst VFX like in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, years. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was jaw-dropping. You have knives falling down at babies. You Scalpels, have, yeah. Um, another baby that gets put into a microwave. Um, <laughs> you have other babies with like heavy objects falling on them or, you know, and, and it's all 50 stories in slow motion because it's the flash. Yeah. And so flash is running around and, and see, this is where you go. Okay. So this is supposed to be a joke because I folks, I wish you could have seen me. I got up on all fours and leaned forward onto the chase on our couch and was staring at the screen with my mouth agape. I couldn't believe yeah. what I was seeing. And these babies are falling, and they look like PS2 cutscenes. And what's going on is Flash gets up there. And this, this is where I'm saying, like, this scene could work, actually, because it's crazy and ridiculous. You're worried about the babies. And then he looks around and sees a vending machine and breaks open the vending machine and eats a bunch of food and then saves them because he's going to run out of his calories. But they play it like a comedic moment. I... I, I think It 1 is a funny movie. I think It 2 isn't funny at all. I think Andy Machete's not the best comedic director. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, that joke... I think of James Gunn doing this exact scene and laughing so hard I'm crying. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like what the show... I think don't do Babies, though. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think Babies was the right move. No, no. The um, only way it would work if it, like, it was James Gunn, let's say it was a Guardians thing, it would be on a planet of aliens and they don't necessarily look like, like they are babies, but they don't look like humans. And I think it would be less like traumatic to watch. Yeah. Um, of course I'm speaking as someone who now has a baby, but I don't, I don't like that. No, no, I I don't. I I think it's a bad choice. I I think it's a bad choice. I think you can still do it just with people and not babies. Yeah. Or Um, with animals. Well, no, never mind. I don't think you can do it. It's better with animals, (laughs) but so he like saves all of them. And brings them down. And and I just couldn't even believe it. And I go, I go, Jordan, there's something weird about his suit. And I watch VFX artists react on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they pointed out, and you could see behind the scenes footage, basically the suit is all like body replaced. Like in most of the scenes. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? It means that they are like CGing over his body, much like they do in um uh 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 Marvel, you know, with, yeah. with like costumes and stuff like that. But they're sieging over the Flash's body, and but they don't have the time to do it right, so oh. the body is shifting. And there's certain scenes where the head proportion is incorrect as well. And so, um, it, it I mean, it truly is 
is crazy how bad this looks. Yeah. Um, and and at this point, I was kind of like, I think I can watch this movie. Like, this is really bad. Because <laughs> it was wild. Then it goes to, like, this car chase. Batman shows up. I'm not convinced that anything is real in the movie at this point. Because everything looks insane. Yep. And Batman is defying the laws of physics in ways that hurt to look at and are not fun. And then they stop these bad guys. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman shows up. And then Wonder Woman shows up. She, like, saves them or something. And then her and 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 Bruce are, like, making eyes at each other. Yeah, she does the classic thing whenever it's not her movie and it's directed by a man. She stands there and raises an eyebrow and is like, hey. And that's kind of it. Yeah. And then she leaves. Because they're hanging out with the the lasso of truth. Yeah, and then Barry says something about sex that didn't land. He said, I know sex exists, but I've never experienced it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then he makes it back in time to get a sandwich and be late to work. To which he is berated by his boss. And She loves that book. I know. She just wants to eat that book. I know. Folks, she's not in. She's having fun oh, right she's now. Starting, she's starting to cry. Oh, she is. Okay. <laughs> so after all this nonsense and the bad Gal Gadot uh, cameo and the bad Batman cameo, do we do we have anything else? We, uh, actually, do we have anything else we want to say about Ben Affleck Batman? Because it's probably the last time we're going to see. No, him. it's not. We see him later in an alley. Oh, with Barry. You're right. Well, this is the last time we see Ben Affleck Batman, though. Not Bruce Wayne. It's a travesty. Yeah, I think we look back. We've had quite a few Batman. I think it's a bad Halloween costume. And and I do think Ben Affleck ranks as the worst. Yeah, easily. Um, I think Kilmer beats him, and I think Clooney beats him pretty easy. Oh, Clooney beats him in a landslide. He's wonderful <laughs> as Batman. <laughs> Kilmer, yeah, he Kilmer does better than him, and Kilmer sucked. Yeah. Um. So. Then, then we have the the scene. You know, we've had the big action scene. So now, what's the flash up to? What's Barry Allen doing? So Barry is like we said, the research thing, and motivated to to study and and make sure criminals are not put in jail when they shouldn't be put in jail. Yeah. So we run it. That's when he runs into Iris, his old flame. Or yeah. He wishes she was his old flame. Um. Gosh, she's bad. But also the character is written terribly. Yeah. But she's like, off the record, how are you actually doing? Blah, 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 blah. And then we get into, I think he's at home and he talks to his dad. Yeah. His dad has an appeal tomorrow, his appeal case or something. Yeah. And talking to his dad about it, we learned that there's some like footage of him at the grocery store the day of the murder, but he doesn't look up. Yeah, he never looks up. So, and they were it, able to restore it to HD uh, widescreen definition and yeah. everything, even though it happened before they had those in camera. I need to ask again. Yes. Wait, we're just talking about anything now, right? Yes, yes. We don't know who killed his mom. <laughs> no, no. Can we, we look at this up? Yeah, yeah. Why don't Why don't uh, you talk about that flashback, and I'll look up that flashback. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, the day that it happened, he was, um, he was a kid. He was at home with his mom. I think it was a Sunday. She was making her Sunday meal that always uses tomatoes and she needed the dad to go get another can cause she didn't buy enough. And so he goes and then basically the, 
out of nowhere, she is on the floor stabbed in the chest with a knife. Yeah. And the dad just tells him to call 911. Right. And you'd think that that'd be a big reveal that they'd use in the movie. I think they forgot. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's see. During an interview with The Playlist, the Flash director Andy Muschietti discussed the villains he would like to explore in a potential sequel. Although the killer was never shown on screen, um, Muschietti has now described Reverse Flash as the murderer of Barry's mom, even suggesting he would likely be the logical villain for The Flash 2. Well, here's his quote. Well, Reverse Flash is the elephant in the room, right? It feels like you can't make another movie without addressing... Uh, the one that, in all accounts, is the murder of Barry's mom. So it feels like the big villain. Huh? Oh, maybe... Oh, oh okay. I think Reverse Flash is, is in the comics. I was thinking Reverse Flash was... Not that one that we get in this movie. Yeah. What's Reverse Flash? Uh, the re- the 2011 comic book that redefined Barry Allen's mythos and rebooted the DC universe ahead of the new 52 retcon Professor Zoom as the murderer of Nora Allen, the reverse Flash, who became the Flash's greatest foe in the future, went back in time and killed Barry Allen's mom. Okay. So they decide, but it's just crazy to, like, sink your whole heart into this movie, and then, I mean, on the one hand, it is... If if it was better written, it is kind of interesting that it's like, no, I'm not going to stop the murderer. I'm just going to prevent it from happening, or like, I'm. And then at the, by the end, it's like, I'm just going to save my dad. That there yeah. is something there. Oh and, yeah. And like, no, we're not even going to talk about the bad guy. Yeah. But, but I think because this movie's so bloated and overstuffed, it's like, well, they could have just written this movie and made him the bad guy, whoever yeah. killed his mom. Yeah. Keep it more self-contained. And it sounds like in the Flashpoint comic, that's like what happens yeah so i don't know Is why Flash they Point didn't the do run? that yeah yeah that's oh. the event oh okay um, but yeah so all that happens um okay. And, okay and 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 flash gets really upset thinking about it and then the- and, and he kind of like goes back in time to when the babies were falling uh-huh. his head pops out into yeah. the clouds so he accidentally goes back in time yeah and discovers that he can do it he can do it and uh, it's just so, uh, when that happened, I was like, I can't believe they're showing the babies again. I know. Like, they're doubling down on the babies. <sighs> this is, is yeah. this the best movie ever made? No. So, he <laughs> discovers that, and then we get Bruce again, who he's talking to, like, in an alley. Uh-huh. And, oh my gosh, uh, he is so bad. Uh, I but hate again, it. I think the highlight here is Ben Affleck was able to get out of bed that day. He was able to Barely. stop at Duncan and get... Well, I think he must have had decaf that day. They were able to get probably one line the Sox reading out lost of him the night before, which shows for his sleepy <laughs> bad performance. He's not even whatever. I don't need to he, talk. He anymore. is not. He's not trying at all. And you know what? I don't think he should. So they. I, did I don't one think of he the needs to. Craziest things in the scene that's very subtle, but not subtle. It's actually not subtle. Yeah. As he's talking, there is a neon sign behind him, flickering profusely. Uh huh. Just constant flickering and it's like we get it you're foreshadowing we get it turn the sign off because it's foreshadowing those dumb time planets later into the movie what really yes there's this giant sign right over his shoulder just flickering and flickering and flickering and it's like it's so distracting what does that have to do with time planets you know what i'm talking about with time planets that's when we get all the cameos yeah did it look like them or something it is a planet 
Oh, I didn't. You didn't the, say that. Part. The neon sign is a planet. I, I and it's honestly when, didn't it's, notice the sign. I, I don't so. know how you couldn't have. I'm actually a little upset that you didn't notice. <laughs> and it's when Bruce is like, you can't mess with time. Oh yeah, just a big woof. Yeah. Um, so he tells Barry, you can't mess with time or time will mess with you. That might be an exact quote. Yeah. Or pretty close to it. And then Barry is like, okay, see ya. I'm going to try it. Right. Which this movie is so, I mean, it's, it's not, but again, it kind of is. You, this is our Spider-Man character. It's quite similar to, um, the last Spider-Man movie. What's it called? No Way Home. No Way Home. Where it, not not exactly, but it's like in in a way, uh, Peter's like, "What can I do to fix this? Yeah, thing that has happened. Yeah. Oh, I know someone that can help me fix it. Right. And it goes wrong. Same thing. I mean, this is kind of a time. This is kind of just a classic thing. But yeah, Barry's like, I figured out that I can maybe fix this. I'm gonna do it. Right. And it ne- time stuff, multiverse stuff, never works. Is what we've learned. Right. Um. So he does it anyway. The the sequence of him going back in time, and then he's in like the so it's like a coliseum looking time yeah. dial, and, and it the, is bad. It's it's crazy. I mean, these are so I kind of said PlayStation Two. The these are actually like like PlayStation Three, PlayStation Two. Do like, you think they were going the lifeless for, eyes? Everything. Do you think it, that they were going for like time as a circle? Uh, I, I kind of, I guess, I guess, but, but it, what was odd to me was they chose to make really bad models instead of just like rotoscoping out the background of actors and making like a kaleidoscope effect. Yeah. Which they didn't like Dr. Strange. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so instead he's traveling back and you're seeing like Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, his parents. And and it is like I cannot believe that someone said yes to this. Yeah. It. it I mean, it. 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 it I, nothing could have prepared me for how bad this movie was going to look. Yeah. And, and guess what? People for six months have been saying how bad this movie looks. Yeah. And that. And I'm still just like, not six months, four or whatever. But bad. I. I, I just couldn't even believe it. Now, I want to talk about. Like a, a thing about this. It, okay, movie. wait, wait, hold on. Can I just say one oh, okay. more thing? Yes, please. It, it, it's just kind of inherently silly him running. And I, I get it's hard to make him not look dumb. Yeah. But him running backwards, dude. Yeah. I know that's what he does. That's how he goes back in time. But it looks dumb. It is well, so lame. This, this is what the VFX guys were saying is they're like, they're like, it's weird because. You know, he's going slow, but everything else is fast. And they're like, and they're like, that's a good job. And that's a cool thing in theory. And it makes sense in theory. But they said you have to. But at the end of the day, like you should go with what looks good because it doesn't look good. And it looks really bad. And they're like, we get it that they're like maybe trying to go for like speed skating, but it kind of also doesn't really look like that. Very bad. Yeah. And I feel like I, I. I feel like it looked a lot better in the previous movies. I don't where remember. Flash like runs well, around. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway. Um the thing I kind of wanted to talk about is this time travel trope. 
which is reliving events. And then oftentimes you get to a point where then you go back and you relive even some more events that just happened again. As much as I have in the past enjoyed that, you know, Back to the Future 2, Prisoner of Azkaban, um, elements of Endgame, I, I think we kind of need to be done with it. I agree. Well, I, I think we need to be, I think we need to put multiverses to bed. I think we've explored it. Yeah. And I know kind of the thing about them is they can never not, there's no end to exploring them. But yeah. I'm ready for this phase to be over. Yeah. I'm no longer curious about what's in other universes. <sighs> yeah, me neither. Um, But yeah, I'm just a little tired of the trope because when we got to the end of the movie, you know, Batman dies and then it's like, oh, let's go back in time. And then they go, th- and then it's like what? this montage. Batman dies? What are you talking about? At the end of this movie. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. But they go through this montage thing of like traveling back in time and it's like, oh, like I don't, I, I get it. I know. I know. Like the, I think someone needs to write, because I think time travel is infinitely exciting and an interesting idea, but someone needs to write, but someone needs to come up with a story that's time travel where they're not redoing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing now that this movie actually had the opportunity to do it because it posits that when you time travel, you create a new universe Mm -hmm. or not necessarily create it. You join one. And I am now realizing that the entire ending of this movie and everything that motivates the flash bad, uh, doesn't make any sense because they keep traveling back to the same time, which they've never had the opportunity to do in the rest of the movie. So the entire last act doesn't work. What? (laughs) <laughs> if if so when he travels back in time he goes he splits multiverses right mm-hmm. so he doesn't actually travel on a linear time space they yeah. they make that clear so then at the end but of the it did, did it no longer become linear when he changed something or was it him simply being there already changed it uh that i'm not sure okay um because i guess we're talking you know th- theoretically at this point but by the rules of this movie you know, they said it's like the spaghetti, mm-hmm. where it's like you get crossed and you jump into the wrong one and stuff. So when Bad Flash, well, who becomes Bad Flash, decides, hey, I'm going to go back and save Batman, who just died. He goes back. He, that means he would have traveled to a different multiverse at that point, because you don't travel back. They, they're like not traveling back to the same one when they travel back in time. So he, he keeps trying to travel back into time and fix that one. But every time in the rest of the movie, when they travel back in time, they go to a different multiverse. How many times do they travel back in time? I guess just the once. I like to think, well, but I don't know. The, I think he can travel change. back to the same place every time, but it's, he's creating it, something new every time because it's not working. And even if it did work. Yeah. I guess, but I guess this movie could have had the opportunity where it's like he's technically not tra- time traveling. He's going to multiverses, which is what they kind of set up. And then it wouldn't be the repeating thing. You'd I be think in a he's new not universe. going to multiverses. He's creating them. Well, either way, yeah. Um, like he's going to the same starting point every time. Right. Which means he is time traveling. Yeah, I guess so. That's how it makes sense in my brain. Yeah, you know what he so. doesn't do this stuff is Looper. No, it doesn't. No, yeah. That's why I'm so good and refreshing. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard it's not like it wouldn't work. Right. It's like a paradox at the end. But who cares? 
Well, and I, I mean, that's intentional. That's interesting. Is yeah. I mean, you get to the end, and then the kid kills himself or something like. Huh? No, 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 no. He, what happens at the end? Well, he saves the kid. He saves the kid. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've somebody, seen somebody. Somebody dies, and the way that they die means that like they could have never come back in the first Isn't place, or something like that. Gordon Levitt die, right? And if he died young, then none of that stuff happened when he was older. Yeah. So it's a paradox, but I mean that doesn't uh, mean yeah. Time travel is a uh, mind f. Um, it, it is yes. So okay, so he Barry goes to he goes back, back in time. In time. <laughs> He to, goes through the Hall of Justice League, uh, yeah, putty men, and then goes. And back he's in time. back as uh, he's like a couple years back. Yeah. So uh, he sees his mom. Um, he has dinner <laughs> yeah. with his family, his parents. Um, I, I gotta say, it was funny. So they're eating. Oh well, dinner. actually, first he goes way back, and he puts the can of spaghetti sauce oh sorry in her yeah, cart yeah, yeah. because he realizes okay if i do that then that'll just prevent them from ever and leaving that was something he worked out in his brain he didn't he isn't doing something too major yeah but which, he is doing a butterfly that, that i thought was like clever i yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah so he puts the the extra can of tomato sauce in there yeah, the more we're talking about it my whole thing that this last act doesn't work is wrong okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. you were right so um and then he goes to well, the I think, like he goes to where he thinks is his present. That's what it is. That's how he gets. And it's all changed. That's this. That's, is, that's, that's when he's entered a multiverse. Got it. Got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. So he, but his mom is alive. Um, he's having dinner with them, and I gotta say, it was funny when he looked out the window and he saw himself like trancing yeah, down the street and kicked a garbage kicking, can. Yeah, that was, like, was kind of funny. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it really worked for me. He like jumped over the fence. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, and they Funny. said something like, "Oh, you're early to dinner. What the heck?" Yeah, and and, and they're like, you know, "You're from school, college, blah, and blah, fish blah. out of water stuff like that's always fun." Yeah, you know where it's like, "Oh yeah, I totally go to that school university that we talked about, right?" Exactly. That yeah, yeah, yeah. School thing. So he um, didn't go back to his present as well as created a multiverse or is in a multiverse a different universe yeah sorry. um sees himself they um go up to his bedroom and then this is a scene where they're like talking about all of it and figuring it out this is when it's dropped yeah. the first little nugget of who plays marty mcfly uh eric um stoltz so he says eric's it's like eric stoltz and back to the future and he's like no no it's michael j so that. Yeah, that has a pretty good payoff. That's a good. I, that's a great joke. I gotta I like, say, it's great. I'm giving him the credit on that. Yeah, so that's dropped first, and then this is just bananas. What's happening? So they're talking about logistics of what this all means and the implications. Yeah, and Jordan and I had to pause it and have a discussion. Yeah, because after this shot, we have been doing same actors in a shot for years decades yeah there's for a, decades. there's a movie that you pointed out called parent trap that came out before the 2000s with Lindsay they, lohan they do it perfectly and you watched it like last year yeah no issues no issues made me cry there's a movie called so good. social network which by my memory is maybe the first first time or maybe the first time it was really accepted and done well where an actor was digitally oh was he digital actors 
What do you mean by that? Well, well, so Army Hammer is the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. And so they'd run the scene, you know, as Winklevoss one and him and a stand-in. And then they'd run the scene with him as the other twin and a stand-in. And then they would combine the takes and use digital oh, stuff to, you know, so put... they do it with Lindsay Lohan? They'd put the head on, yeah, you yeah. know, the other one. I would imagine it'd be interesting to rewatch that um, because I'd imagine a lot of it is, you know, like split screen. That's what I think. But they also do the handshake thing. That's like, that's them like it's crazy, showing dude. off. I, for a long time in my life, I thought that she was a twin. Yeah. It, I think a lot of people, a lot it, of kids it's, did. You know, because I think because it's so not showy in a way, it's maybe like the best use of it ever. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so, and then another movie that does it really well is Enemy. Yep. And as far as I know, from what I've seen, it's a tennis ball and a stick in that movie. Okay. Pro- maybe not for everything, but I think that a lot of it was just a tennis ball and a stick. Well, in this movie, they have an actor that looks a lot like Ezra stand in, and I'm sure they're doing like the social network thing, but it's crazy. It's just, yeah. So there, I feel like in this shot, particularly one, one, the, the real, uh, Ezra walks around the other one. And yeah. I feel like that was supposed to be a flashy shot. Yeah. Cause he walks around Yeah. through the split screen, through whatever thing that they've created. And the other Barry is not real. And it shows, and it's like every time it was a CGI Barry, we we were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was. It's this soulless, scary thing. Yeah, it well, was bad. What what I c- just couldn't wrap my head around is, I would think that what we would notice is really choppy, like at the neckline, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you'd see, okay, it's a real face, but it's like proportion wrong or something like that. But no, it's like a totally CG face. Mm-hmm. And we, we're not there yet. We're still not there yet with totally CG faces, no. human faces. Do you think it, in a way it's like it came down to time? Oh, definitely. More like, than anything? Yeah, but but it's weird to me that, again, that it's not just a weird comp. Because I'm sure Ezra ran the takes. But that's what I think is maybe they didn't. Yeah, I guess maybe not. There, it got to a point where I really don't think that they did. Well, th- a there lot was a it. lot of scenes in this that I thought, oh, m- you know, I don't remember the timeline, and it sounds like I'm saying a joke, but I'm thinking maybe Ezra is, like, spending the night in jail when they need to do this thing, or they're hiding out uh, on their compound or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did have that thought, mm-hmm. where maybe they weren't available for the, these rounds of reshoots. So That's how it feels. And and it made me—there was, there was one line in particular, I don't remember where it was, but I genuinely thought Ezra did not do that line. That was probably— that was probably AI because yeah. we don't have rules yet for the actors on AI. Yeah. And they probably just programmed Ezra Miller saying these lines because they're over there shooting the secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Perplexing. it's crazy. And, and th- so the stuff between them, I think, I think if I, if I divorce myself from how much I dislike Ezra Miller, a lot of it actually is fun banter between the two, but I've just got to a point where I, I can hardly watch Ezra do anything on screen. So to watch two? So to, yeah, to watch two is like, oh, very cool. This is great. I unfortunately just think it's poorly casted because I, I don't, I, I just don't find them charismatic, very charismatic. Yeah. So... So, so some it's thing, hard some to be a things, superhero. It know? is some things just kind of come off as whiny. 
Oh yeah. To me. And that, that's unfortunate because there, there are movies that, that, that Ezra's in that I like, that I like their performance a lot. Yeah. I, I don't think they're a bad actor. I, maybe now they're a bad actor. Yeah. Because of how they've grown up or something. I don't know. Well, you and I were kind of talking about how this was just the absolute wrong move to make. Yeah. Th- there's just sometimes when actors go, okay, now I'm going to make the big move. And I think Ezra was always supposed to and should have been the indie, indie guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, should yeah so it to to me it's it's very it's very it's just not smart to have taken this jump you know because I, I don't know enough about flash to know who would be a good casting well i know i people love the flash from the show you know yeah so i i, I don't know it's uh but i think it was all wrong and i think the approach Again, I'm not familiar with Flash, so maybe I'm wrong here, but I think the approach to the character and all the, you know, the, quote, weird things and the weird ways he acts, all of those things they did with that character, I just think it wasn't... Well, I feel like... It was wrong from the get-go. They never, in the other movies, established, well, why he would be socially awkward. From my memory? Yeah. Right? Do you no, remember? No, they don't. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like that's something that's severely lacking. Yeah. And, and they like barely, you know, they barely touch on it in this movie. Like when he's a kid, he's trying, he's doing math homework and it's like, what's the answer to this? And he's like, it it's, could be all of these answers because he's a savant, I guess. And yeah, I didn't get that, like what they were getting at in that scene. I think that he's, j- that Barry's the kind of person that's so literal. And yeah. it's like and smart, just so smart. Okay. I don't know. I, I so a, ma- I, I a math feel problem like, that has a definite answer. Well, I almost feel like they're trying to make what? this a character that's on the spectrum. I definitely think they're trying to, and do they're that. doing a very like that's poor, bad representation, disrespectful for sure. job of it. I think so. Yeah. So it's a mess. Yeah, and again, I think the the comedic tone is just off. You know. So Barry tells younger Barry. We got to make sure that you get your powers tonight. He d- he figures it out. Oh my gosh, tonight's the night that you get it. Uh-huh. But we've there've been a tiny tiny few things sprinkled throughout where it's like this isn't his. This isn't the same Barry. Uh-huh. It's a different Barry. But they go to the research center where he's interning. Of, of course, but he's not. Yeah. And um, we we both agreed that the effect of him going through. Phasing through phasing stuff. Phasing through stuff looks cool. I think that's cool. I even liked the close-up thing to show how it worked. Yeah. I liked that. No, no, that's... I, I think that, that totally works. So, they do that. Um, I, I do think some of the stuff is funny here. Some of the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they get to the the lab. They open the window. Imagine if this was, like, Griffin Newman, though, or something. Oh, I, it, sure. It'd be so much funnier. Yeah. Um, the window is open to let the lightning come through. That's going to... Sc- go through all these chemicals and electrocute them when they were yeah. doing it. I'm like, this is how it happens. <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. I was kind of like, maybe, maybe just skip the origin thing. But then again, to give them points, it's like, Oh, that that's kind of clever that they decided to show the origin in a, in a way of you're creating someone when someone's already been the hero. That is kind of a clever way to show yeah, the origin. Sure. So I'll give them points. Yeah. On yeah, that, yeah. Actually. So they create it. And and we are about to say something that w- was actually pretty dang funny. Okay, so they create it, 
we create yeah. the lightning bolt through the chemicals. Spits a tooth into the other well, flash. Well, it goes through our berry, through berry to to this berry. Uh-huh. And because of this, our berry loses his powers and the other one gains them. And when he tries to run, that was very funny. That was funny. Because the powers are gone and the run looks stupid. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was good. And so the new berry has the powers. Yeah. And I, I got to, yeah, maybe you just literally just said this, but I really like this dynamic where. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't say our, this. Okay. I, I do. I do really like this dynamic of our, our main character. You know, his challenge uh -huh. is he has, has lost his powers. What is he going to do now? And he's got to wor work with this nincompoop. Yeah. Who was just like going through all the motions that he did because it's exciting to have powers. Yeah. And he's immature. Yeah. I like that. Great dynamic. Um, yeah. I, I, the movie's not good, but I'm just, these no, are no, like no, some, that, some notes from the story that I yeah. like that I feel like be, I'm sure it's, well, in it's the like, comic. you know, like, like this, this whole element, it's like, oh, well maybe this is what the guys who made game night were writing was this like kind of goofball screwball yeah. comedy where one has powers, one doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's directed by good directors and it has a, and they write the whole screenplay, maybe yeah. it's actually awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so he gives him his ring to put on the suit. Uh-huh. Um, well, before that, we do, he, so he's running around. They go back to his apartment. He's running around, and he burns the clothes off of himself. Yeah, that, yeah. That kind of stuff, I like those touches. The calorie thing still bugs me for some reason. I, I don't get that. The no, calorie not, thing is not, good. It's not the, the calorie counter. No, no. It is the calorie counter. <laughs> him having to eat, great. I like that. It's his suit telling him that he needs to eat. I like that. That makes by. sense. I don't know why. It's like a car telling you that it's empty. But I did not think we would get so much butt. A lot of Ezra butt. A lot of butt. Which I don't think anyone in the entire universe. No. Oh, you know what? I don't think anyone in the entire multiverse <laughs> is asking for. Uh, bada bing. Um, so, and I, yeah, and I did. I did think it was funny when he came back naked, and then he's he's back in the apartment, and then he phases below himself. Yeah, comes back. That that all worked for me. I have to say. Yeah, and I like. I thought it was funny that our Barry just looks off through the window and sees a billowing smoke of fire. Yeah, and just knows like and time to him it only been like ten seconds later. Right. That all was funny to me. It worked. Yeah. Um. So where are we at now? So um. Then then they give him the molecule suit, mm -hmm. which that's kind of a clever and fun idea, and it looks goofy, but I feel like that was kind of funny. Yeah. The, the suit, like, pops out of the ring and gets big, and you're supposed to change in time, but the one Barry didn't know, mm -hmm. and so it just lazily falls on the ground and yeah. looks really pathetic. Yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah. Um, And then uh, this is actually when they talk about the Eric Stoltz yeah, so they go back to his apartment. And he has all these roommates. Well, the, the, they talk about it at the park there for the first time. Oh, okay. And he's going. Oh, okay, okay. It's 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 you know Michael J. Fox. Yeah. And they're like the guy from, uh, I don't remember what they say, but yeah. Anyway, then they go back to the apartment. He's his roommates are those bullies. Yeah. They talk about Eric Stoltz more, and the guy has a tattoo of him yeah. as Marty McFly yeah, yeah. on him, and that all worked for me. Yeah. And what do they determine? I mean, they basically determine here we got to go sit, talk to your Batman. Your yeah. your your Batman would know what to do, right? Because that's who I would go to. Well, the, the now they're gonna look for the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. And so surely they have it. 
Yeah, and and he does he calls Aquaman's dad for a bad cameo there. And oh yeah. Tries to see about um little old what is what is Aquaman's name? I forgot. Aquaman. Um Brian. I it's kind of a funny name. Um Arthur. What, Arthur. Arthur Curry. Okay. And that's kind of a cool name. Anyway, um Well, it's funny because uh because the dad is not it is New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And Jason Momoa is like Polynesian. Is Polynesian of some I don't know where in yeah. Polynesia, but and the, his name's Arthur because Nicole yeah. Kidman is his mom, and she's the one who's from Atlantis. Right, and and <laughs> only recently in comics is is it a Pacific Islander? Aquaman. Is his name still Arthur? I think so. Okay, and I I, I, I can't yeah. remember if it was Zack Snyder's idea to make it Polynesian, and then. And then the comics followed suit or the opposite. Mm-hmm. If it was, that's a great idea, Zach. Mm-hmm. And you got to get credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to give this white guy credit for this idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was but, not uh, this white guy. It's probably some other one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. But then they go to, um, Wayne anyway, there's, Manor. there's no, no, well, hang on Ugh. one second. There's no, there's no like meta humans as they call them in this universe. What does that mean? Um, so there, there's no other like superheroes. Why do they said, call him metahuman? I don't know. I is don't that know. what a superhero is? That's what he said. Nah. In the movie. No, thank you. Um, you but, can't say that you have powers that much and you call them metahumans. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so he can't find Cyborg, can't find Wonder Woman, you know, et cetera. I like that they keep bringing up Cyborg. Like, we all really know who that is. I know, I know. Well, we all watched the Justice League and saw the extra 18 hours where he's <laughs> running around on the football stadium. Um, so... Then Zod is making his attack. Okay. Now, I have a few choice things to say about this. This universe is so desperate to make the Zod attack the Avengers Loki attack. Sure. And the Avengers Loki attack resonated. It, it, it makes sense that it's something that they reference. It was a slam dunk. People loved it. People loved that movie. Why did Loki come? Huh? Why did, what, what, did, what was Loki wanting? Originally, uh, just power. Well, he I, I know he, I know he, he had from. one of the stones. But was he just trying to get power? Maybe. It's just been so long. Yeah, it, I don't remember though. The Everything was more motive. simple back then. He probably just wanted power. It might have been. Um, but that was a triumphant moment, and now they reference Endgame all, all the time. And you know, I think sometimes maybe they reference those events too much in Marvel. Now it's like let's move forward a little bit, but. It's like they have the cachet to do it. But this universe, they keep being like, remember that General Zod thing? And you're like, oh, brother. No, no. Michael Shannon doesn't even remember it. I'm not convinced he's in this movie. I found out he was. Okay. Because he talked about how um, being being in the movie this time, it's like, I'm just there to be a like a, a force. And it's not. it wasn't really that interesting to be in this movie. You don't say. Because <laughs> it's Most like. Most of him was CGI'd, including his face. For real. Yeah, it was. We actually thought that maybe he was not ever on set, and they just like reused footage. Yeah. Um. But so then I have another qualm with this, which is then they go, okay, let's go find Bruce Wayne. He's Batman, and there is a Batman in this universe, and it is fun that everyone's like nobody knows who he is. You know, they're kind of like, but he's like, oh, I'm friends with him. I know. So they go up to Wayne Manor. And it looks a little bit different, and they go inside, and it looks a lot like it did in 1989. And then 
they Bat get a- dance starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> they get attacked by this gray-haired man. And since we all saw the trailers where they shoved it down our throats that Michael Keaton was in this, it's not surprising. It's not exciting. You're just like I was hoping it's gonna be a fun Alfred cameo. Yeah. I that guy's been dead for a while. Well, long I don't time, remember though. who Alfred was in that, yeah. so I just mean someone some other person. Right. But then they fight and then it's like I'm Bruce Wayne and then, you know I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Barry's like, What? You're not Bruce Wayne. And then they discuss the spaghetti thing. Now, here's what I don't like. This is Michael Keaton's universe, and maybe it's an alternate universe to the Tim Burton movies, whatever. I'm just saying it's presented to us as, you know, you have the four Batman movies, and then this happens to Batman. So Batman and Batman Returns are movies that are built upon Tim Burton's crazy, creepy, kooky, gothic mind. Mm -hmm. And then if you consider the Kilmer and Clooney, which are considered part of that series, just different actors playing them, those are the Schumacher, crazy, like, uh, beautiful-looking, insane mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And then you're telling me that Bland Zod, who has nothing interesting about him, is attacking on this world, mm-hmm. and nothing. Lo- and they have a battle on a sand area mm-hmm. with no gargoyles anywhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense that he lives in this world. Mm-mm. And so I I think it's a disservice to the Batman 89. And you brought up a funny thing where it does kind of feel like, okay, so if this is Michael Keaton, Batman, why does Michael Shannon have to be Zod? Why can't we just get some other person? I I thought you said that, but no, I think you said that. Or why can't it just be a different, I mean, why can't it be reverse flash? Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and, and then here's this element. So in the trailer, they, they had, they had played this scene, and I think this is what you attached to it, where there's there's a heart-to-heart between Flash and Batman, where Flash says, hey, I know I messed things up, but if you could have saved your parents, would you do it? Yeah. And and then Batman's like, yeah, and okay, like I'll help you. And that's it. And I feel like that is the heart of the movie, and that's why you bring a Batman into it. And, and making it Michael Keaton... I, I don't know that it has to be him, but like that makes it fun and exciting. And if you made that the heart of the movie, saving parents and gave Batman kind of anything to do besides gadgets, mm-hmm. maybe a character arc, for example. And well, I think his character arc just wasn't done well as they got him back in the game. <laughs> Seriously. Because cause he, he was a recluse in this. And then they solicit his help. He's like, I'll get you guys here and then I'm done. But he continues to help them. They save Supergirl, okay. and then he's helping. Then, then he, the whole heart to heart with Barry, and then he's like, "Okay, let's like finish this because the Zod thing's a real problem." And yeah. then, um, because then there's even that that little tiny scene after like their first fight where he's uh, sewing himself, he's giving himself stitches, and he looks in the mirror, kind of like satisfied, like they kind of felt good. Yeah, to be back in the game. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um. I think that's it. Yeah. It's just like that to me. It's so obviously what the entire movie should be about. Otherwise, there should not be a Batman team up. Yeah. Like that is the point of having him. But but instead, which is what this movie continually does, is they choose Flash over substance. I didn't mean to do a <laughs> pun there, but um, they they choose to go, remember Michael Keaton? How cool is that? And you go, okay, what's the purpose of that, though? Yeah. 
And then it's like, no, we we just were able to get him to sign it because we paid him money and he's here. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. Because I think about all the cameos in this movie, and now this is a point I was saving for later, and then I think about No Way Home, a movie that I really love, and you can accuse it of being, you know, pedantic and fan service and all that stuff, but you get Tobey Maguire back, you get Andrew Garfield back, and they actually... Yeah, right. You get Jamie. Right, yes. You get all of those guys back. I'm just talking I know, I Spider-Man. Know. Um, you get them back, and they actually have stuff that they do. Yeah. And they affect the plot, and there's certain things, character beats that they have. And it was like, you really got your money's worth. Mm-hmm. And they had hearts to heart and everything. And in this movie, it's like, hey, Christopher Reeve, Superman, dialogue? No. Which I'm glad they didn't, mm-hmm. by the way. We'll yeah, yeah, get yeah. more into that. Nicholas Cage, Superman, because of that movie that never happened. Remember? Why is he fighting a spider? Because that was going to be it in that movie. Oh. Um, but it's like, that's that's it. Yeah. Like, look. All it is is look. Mm-hmm. It's it's There's no actual... It's like, look what almost was, or what, what had been. <laughs> right. And now and, come back to this movie that you're not enjoying. Right, and there's just no actual substance to it. Whereas it whereas the No Way Home stuff, I, I do think there's substance, even if you don't like it. Yes, and then all of that stuff poses, which, I mean, let's just get into it now, because why not? Yeah. Um, who Did Nicolas Cage have to allow them to use his likeness or not because he never was a Superman. So it's like, I'm sure it sounded like that movie was pretty dang close to getting made. Like he had been been fitted for a what? Yeah. Kevin Smith directed. uh, Ooh. Um, But anyway, um, Nicholas Cage fighting a giant. So got, got to a point of him. Why does everything it feels like Kevin Smith does is a joke. (laughs) I don't know. Because I feel like anything I've seen from him is a joke. Well, I think that's maybe a little more recent. Okay. Anyway, like Nicholas Cage signed contracts. Yeah, there, there's footage. There's actually a documentary about what happened to the movie. Yeah. Because it was... It so was... do those, like, whatever he signed on those contracts, was there a clause that said Warner Brothers could use his likeness as Superman or they can keep his fitting measurements as Superman? I just it, that seems so odd to me pep- because perpetuity. Yeah, because like, how could they have had like the the like foresight to know that we'd live in a world where they'd make movies where you can just like show a picture of someone and people get excited? Yeah, but maybe I. It's I, just and, one of those things where it's like I hope he got paid. Well, and I think this is like what part of the strike is about mm-hmm. because you you had. Um, and hopefully by now it's resolved and the actors got everything and more. Um, but like y- you had, I-, I had read that um, maybe it was for Secret Invasion or one of the Marvel shows. No, no, it was it was not that. It was um, the first Marvel show, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. They told extras, and you have no power when you're an extra. So they said like go into that tent. They were full body scanned. And then, like, walked into the next room, and, like, no one knows why. And they find out later, like, Disney, like, owns their body scans and can use it, you know, in, like, any Marvel project, whatever. And guess what? Do they get paid for that likeness? Nope. Not a cent. Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine that that even an actor like Nicolas Cage, this thing, it's probably like, hey, we put you in this movie. How flattering is that? 
you know, but maybe yeah. maybe he has like a likeness thing or whatever. You know, maybe when you're a plus, I, I don't think that guy's got. Th- I think that guy's like, give me money any way you can because he's always in need of it. Right, <laughs> but I think you know to talk about the Christopher Reeves one. Um, first of all, I think it's a sp- spit in the face, and it's it's just disgusting to me that they put that in the movie. Um, and I I'm not even like a big Superman fan, uh, like of those movies, you know. But it just feels like is nothing sacred. Yeah. Like and and it it seems pretty clear and evident that if this man was alive now, he would not okay this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wouldn't want like a lifeless CGI look mm-hmm. thing of him up there. Uh, so I just think it's it's really tasteless. Um, you know, with the Spider Man thing, it was like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire signed on to be in those movies, and they got to act in them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, we're just going to, you know. Well, clearly no one wanted it because no one saw this movie. It's it's true. Yeah, the movie bombed. Yeah. And then they show, like, you know, a flash from, like, an old serialized TV show and a shot of Adam West and uh, another, like, old TV show. And it's like, well, first of all, I mean, Adam West, yes. But the others, it's like, who cares about those? Nobody watched watches those anymore. Like, what? Wh- why is that a reference? Why are you not putting like more... the Flash TV show guy in here? Because people love yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I know. The way it was shot, shown too, was very confusing. Oh yeah, it was one of the worst sequences maybe ever filmed. Yeah. Or created, not filmed. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, they meet Bruce Wayne. They get him to help him. They're taking him to where Superman is supposed to be, and super. I I I like this. I it's just interesting where it Superman is not in Kansas. Superman is uh in control of the Soviets. Like is yeah. a prisoner. Yeah. Well, they're not the Soviets anymore. Russia. Um Yeah. A quick quick pause. I just want to say two things and then yeah. we'll get back to that scene. Um I did write down Michael Keaton is so good. It it's it yeah, is yeah, so yeah. crazy how how the movie's getting like kind of stale and then he just shows up and you're like it's already more watchable yeah he's good he's just a pro and then the second thing is there's a scene where they talk about superman in that same sequence and michael keaton goes superman isn't that a little on the nose and they go well you know your name's batman enough with this in superhero movies okay stop apologizing for their names your own characters i'm done with this yeah okay we like these things. Just be confident. Don't make me feel like an idiot for reading it. I'm well, speaking for you. Yeah, no, and also it's just dumb that uh, a guy who ran around with bats and f- fights a penguin would think Superman is a bad name for a... Uh, you know what I mean? It's just a like a fan Reddit thread that mm-hmm. the screenwriter wrote and was like, well, let's put that joke in there. I hate it. I'm done. So they go to Mother Russia and <laughs> yes. um, they bust out they they go to where Superman's supposed to be, and it's a woman, um, a Supergirl, take perhaps a suit that's there. Take this emaciated woman uh-huh. and get her away from her holding cell, which of pretty course nice is of them to kryptonite. to leave the suit in there with her. Yeah. Oh, so so nice. <laughs> um, and then because she's away from kryptonite, she gets powerful again. Yeah. She takes she takes care of business. Um, Barry pukes a bunch. Yeah, because the other Barry moved him. Like I too fast. Was, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Um, And 
bust bust Supergirl out and then you know realize this is their Superman. Yeah, is the Supergirl, and they find out that. Okay, so I was a little confused about this. She was sent from Krypton to like follow the baby. Yeah, I mean, I think the Krypton was being destroyed. So we know that. We know that. We've all seen Man of Steel, but um. She's supposed to like protect the baby or or something, or or she was also maybe sent off of Krypton to also be saved. I think it was that, and they got separated. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, they got weird stuff with babies in this movie because much later on, when she's fighting Zod, yeah, and she's like, "What happened to him? What happened to whatever his name is?" We killed the baby. The infant did not survive, and it's like, why are we killing babies in this movie? (laughs) I don't like it. Well, at least they didn't put a baby in a microwave a second. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so now they kind of have their own little disjointed um little justice league justice of their league. own and they're gonna try again i'm just kind of stripping around but yeah they're yeah. gonna try again to get our our barry's powers back yeah so they that's just so funny that they had to like set up shelves with chemicals in it yeah <laughs> to to have the lightning shoot through again i don't know why it was just funny they're they're creating an accident Right. Um, and Supergirl helps. Yeah, she she lifts him all the way up into the sky, and a flash of lightning gets him, and then yeah. set him down, and he's got the powers back. Yeah. Uh, and so now they can go and fight Zod. Yeah. And so they do, and it is nonsensical. One of the most nonsensical CG battles ever put to film. Yep. Uh, oh, but before they do that, and we talked about this on an episode with Jeremy and Danny, and I think it was Blade Trinity. They do this thing where one time in Batman 1989, the Joker is attacking Vicky Vale, and Bruce Wayne says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. He says it one time. Doesn't say it in Batman Returns. Doesn't say it in it's the rest Adler. of the Batmans. Seems like maybe it was one of those kind of I things. I can't remember. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a famous like catchphrase to us, to the character. It makes no sense that he would go around saying that all the time. And so in this movie, he says it, of course, cause he's got to say the line and it's, it's just there for people to cheer in the audience. And they're kind of like, okay, so you in Batman? And he goes, you want to get nuts? Pause, pause. Let's get nuts. What does that have to do with getting in? I don't know. It, it And it didn't put any butts in seats. And he remembered that for 40 years? He's just been waiting to say it. It's crazy. Just when he thought they, that he was out. They pulled me back in. <laughs> uh, So then they have this fight. And then here's something else I got to talk about. Andy Muschietti. I don't think he's very good at needle drops. Because in this movie, they oh yeah they play salute your solution by the raconteurs yeah, and it just doesn't. I love I love the song yeah yeah I love Jack White. I'm happy to hear it, and I hope that they got paid. Well, I know they got paid, but I'm I'm just saying like that's not the issue there. But but there's an art to needle drops, Mm -hmm. and I'm I I bring this up because remember in it chapter two. Eddie goes down into the pharmacy area and he gets puked on by an it demon for like two seconds and it plays some song about angels, which also is like... You are my angel, the like... 
Yeah. And that's about all it plays, and then it cuts away. And it was like, what? And and it wasn't like a character beat. It was it was just a weird needle drop that had nothing to do with the movie. Um, you know, I mean, see James Gunn. See, is that Martin his Scorsese. job though, or is that the music supervisor's job? It well, it's both because you know someone like Martin Scorsese, James Gunn, and Edgar Wright, and Quentin are, Tarantino, and Quentin Tarantino, masters of the needle drop. And guess what? They are all very, very involved with that yeah. process. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I once saw a thing or no no it was it was patrick willem's video on needle drops and he talked about how like i think it was in um one of the early scorsese movies uh mean streets i Mm -hmm. think and Mm -hmm. like talking to them about how we were going to introduce robert de niro and how to Mm -hmm. do it and then they do that rolling stone song i can't remember which one it is Mm -hmm. um but it's so epic Mm -hmm. like you have to be intentional about these things you don't just throw on a random rock song yeah and it's weird because it's a, a rock song that's like 15 years old now. So it, it's it's random and it's not even but it's like not classic. Yeah, it's classic to us. You and but, me. Yeah, but it's it's just a random thing like you would think they'd pick either like Led Zeppelin or something like so of the moment now. Mm-hmm. You know, Post Malone or something like that, you know. Okay. If, if it's not going to fit with the movie, yeah. you may as well try and have something that's like popular right now. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah. So they're like that. what's funny too is they're fighting these Kryptonians and they establish like no one can kill them but Supergirl. Yeah. Because they're too powerful. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, they're still going to fight them though. Sure. And I I that stuff is always that stuff's tough for me. Yeah. So it's like so all this makes no sense especially when Barry's going to go back in time over and over and over again to try and save Batman. Yeah. And there's like, why does he just keep fighting? I don't know. Apparently he can't kill any of them. I don't know. Why did they make him invincible? I don't know. They could have changed that. that. Well, I mean, maybe you don't make Zod a Superman villain, the villain of your flash movie. Yeah. Maybe you make reverse flash. The, <laughs> the like, yeah. That seems like that's the movie. Yeah. I also feel like they shot themselves in the foot with going, basically saying, hey, let's make a Spider-Man movie and it's Spider-Man No Way Home first. Like, why don't you have a Spider-Man movie that is like a villain that we're familiar with and we get a focus on Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Instead of like starting at like the season finale. I know, it's confusing. So I, it's like, we don't, we actually have not been given a big screen story of Flash and then you give us one where there's two flashes, there's a Supergirl, and then Batman's in it as a coast. You know, it's like, just make a movie where he has to run fast to solve a problem. Yeah. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Of The Flash. Yeah, it's a mess. And so apparently Zod is trying to get Supergirl because her DNA makes them even more powerful. It's the Codex, duh, so they can recreate the Krypton race. You have to remember it from Man of Steel, and that's the only reason I remembered it. Get out. Yeah. So... Basically, nothing goes well. They lose. Yeah. And they're back into the Coliseum of Time. The Coliseum of Nightmares, let me tell you. (laughs) Both berries. It it was very funny on the VFX thing. There's one random shot, and it's a crash test dummy. Yeah. In the VFX thing of Time, and they were all like, that's the best looking thing in this whole (laughs) shot. (laughs) 
That's funny. Because there was no face on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, so the new Barry is like, we can just go back in time just like you did and fix this thing. So he's going back in time again and again. Our Barry can't stop him. And the more this Barry is going back in time, he's more accumulating wounds um, wounds, and like things stabbed through him. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and they're arguing about it. Barry's telling him that th- nothing can be done. Um, basically like, yeah, they're creating all these universes, all these multiverses, but none of them, our Barry basically learns, okay, so Batman dies in every scenario and Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. That means that my mom, like my mom dying in mine will happen every time. Like he can't do anything about it. Yeah. Which they take back later. (laughs) Um, I know. I can't believe that. But that's basically what he learns. Yeah. And he's trying to convince Arbery of it and he's he can't live with that. Yeah. Oh, I also we didn't talk about this. I, I thought it was very confusing that so Arbery goes back in time to save his mom. Yeah. And he never he's like hiding this from Arbery that his mom gets murdered. Right. I don't understand why that needs to be kept from him. <laughs> no, I don't know. So like event so now we're at this scene and he's like it's like, so was the new Barry doing this more because of his mom, even though she's not dead? Like, what? Yeah, why does he right. care this much about Batman, who we just met? And Supergirl. I mean, you're asking questions and I know, I that know it's the screenwriters his, did I know not. it's his world. Yeah. But I'm a little confused by his motivation, I guess. But it results in him becoming this monstrosity. Yeah, he's like, no one's going to die. That's his thing. Yeah, I do. I do like this. I do like this. It's all a mess. It's I, a big I, oh, I like the idea. Yeah, I, I like the, the idea, idea is a good of idea. he's been doing it I mean, but for the, basically eternity. The only thing that sucks is when he shows up in the Speed Force the first time, I was like, oh, that's Flash. Oh, we all knew that. You know, it's like, it's not a reveal or anything. No, and I think it's fine to know that it's him, even. Like, I, I yeah. think that, because that could, could have been a fun flip on the head of, like, yeah. there's not that... I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really care that I know that. Yeah. Um. So if they wanted to make it more obvious, I guess is what I'm saying. Um. But it is Flash. He's been trying to figure this out for lifetimes. And he obviously can't. Because mm-hmm. it's not... There is no timeline where this happens. It's almost like I'm sure they explained it in Loki well. Because they have all those fun illustrations. But... Yeah. Maybe they explain it well in everything, too. Maybe not. But, you know, like when timelines intersect, it's because they share that event. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like if you saw it zoomed out, all of this these spider webs of time all Yeah. Like they all meet at this point just like they all meet at other points. Kind yeah. of thing. Um I mean, I did like the spaghetti analogy. That yeah. was kind of fun cuz I was half expecting him to just stop talking about spaghetti and uh, describe a wormhole. <laughs> And take a piece of paper and draw a circle and fold it in half. And then stick a pencil through it. I can't take another one of those (laughs) illustrations. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So then there's Bad Flash and then, like, all the universes are colliding. Yeah. And we get these cameos that just don't serve a purpose, which we already talked about. Yeah. Talked about. We get, uh, like, a Supergirl and Christopher Reeve team up. Wordless. Nicolas Cage, wordless. Uh... All these others, it, it's just, it's infuriating, and it's it's like it it feels like this moment where 
our culture, like pop culture, has been heading in this direction of just like overload. This is the ugly beast that we've created. Yeah, and it's like this is the zenith, and yeah. people rejected it, and now I, I just feel like most people are are now like, you know what, I just and and the fact that people are mellower on Marvel and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like people are like, I just need a good story. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to just show me flashy things. Mm-hmm. And there's still. Across the Spider Verse in theaters while this is coming out, so people still want to hear and watch these stories, mm-hmm. but they're just not going to be like, "Oh, cool, Wolverine showed up in this one." Cool, yeah, you know, yeah. Although I do think that that's going to really help uh, Deadpool three that Wolverine's <laughs> in it, but yeah, you know, why does your alarm keep going off? It's fine. Okay, um, so then, um, they Ezra dies like. Dark Knight is what I said. I don't know what that means, and I don't think that's right. Huh? I think maybe, maybe it. There's... Oh, you said something about. Oh yeah, Ezra dies like, like Dark like, Knight, <laughs> like uh um uh Talia. Oh, Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. In in Dark Knight Rises, where it's kind of this like. Ugh. and just kind of slump over. Yeah, it was bad. When uh. Wow. So this Barry of this timeline dies. Yeah, I guess so. I don't remember that. Why does he? Who kills him? Or maybe speed? Maybe bad one dies. No, I think it's the other one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. Um, and so then it's like, okay, I need to go back and I need to put the green can of spaghetti away. So Barry does, and he does have what I would think. This is the best scene in the movie because it's it's actually well done. Mm -hmm. It's actually a well done scene where. Barry comes out of the speed force and sees his mother and they're able to talk. They have this heart to heart, but she hasn't seen her son as an adult, um, which threw me off for a second. Cause mm-hmm. I got my timelines confused and I was like, what, how does she not recognize him? But this is beautiful world. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this really actually nice heart to heart and tears and all that. And then takes the can Walks over to the grocery store, looks up, and then it cuts away. And now we're at the appeal, which is in a big... But he looks at the camera like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. So then... I want you to take over, because you're the expert here. And it's like, well, there's no way this guy's getting out of jail at prison. And then they show the security camera footage, and his dad did look up. Because Barry still decided to change something. This is what I don't understand. So th- this whole thing, he learns not to ch- affect change. And he learned even earlier in the movie, oh, I'll do something small. Like put a can of, can of That's tomatoes pretty in, her, small. in her cart. That's the tiny thing and she won't die. So he learns even that can have terrible, can cause terrible, terrible damage. No, I guess he didn't learn it enough because he put all of the tomato cans on the top shelf so his dad had to look up to reach it. Therefore, his face is on the camera. Therefore, it's proven that he did did not kill his mom Yeah, because he was at the grocery store getting a can of tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. So he learned nothing. It's also, I mean, you don't want to think about it too much, but it's just, it's sort of funny that uh, he was convicted at all because like the son was there and he was a witness. I know he that, didn't. I mean, he I know didn't, he didn't see, see the happen. event, but it just seems a little crazy that I don't know. I don't. I shouldn't they think had, about they it. They had to pin it on someone, Micah. Yeah. Um. And then he walks out, 
of the courthouse. And, and none, we of had something... none of it's real. None of this courthouse is real. Yeah, it's all, all green, green screen. screen. And I the think people... there's some CGI face There are CGI action. people in the background. This feels like a Tim and Eric yeah. backdrop, I gotta say. And, and the girl's like, so happy. let's go out on a date yeah. sometime. And he looks at her off so happy. And he says words. And Mike and I are howling with laughter because we're like, what did he say? Yeah. Did he speak in a different language? Was he singing? Well, and it's it's like this. It's like this. And the camera's panning. And he, he's got the doofiest look he on does. his face going. And his hair, he's a different haircut, which is yeah. totally a reshoot. Yeah. And he's going. This is how I heard it. That year's was better. <laughs> so we rewound he, it. He looks seriously. He looks like a Tim and Eric. Someone in t- on Tim and Eric. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, and and we we rewound it uh, so many times, and then we eventually turned on the subtitles, and Barry was singing a song that I think his mom was listening to in the very first like flashback. Yeah. That was not really given any attention to. Again, Andy, you don't understand music and movies <laughs> like diegetic or yeah, like it, it soundtrack music. And then he calls Batman, and then Batman pulls up. And it's oh my George gosh, Clooney. this made me furious! I was so it's mad. So this reveals that he's in a different. Okay, wait, maybe this does actually reveal because he moved the tomato cans to the top shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So this is... It. How would he know that moving to the tomato cans to the top shelf, though, would not kill his mom? Um, oh, because she no, didn't, no, ha- she, she didn't have she an extra... No, no, she would still die. She didn't have her extra can. Yeah. That's the whole point, is yeah. he had to leave. Okay. Um, yeah. So but then yeah, George but, but, Clooney is the Batman. But what if him putting the tomato cans on the top shelf caused this multiverse? Right. Right? I No, it's it, it you shouldn't do it. Um, I was so bad to see him. I, Not my George. Here's the thing. I liked it. Why? I think it's a funny joke. And and this is, this. It, it's just kind of funny because everybody, you know, George Clooney is often maligned as the worst Batman and he had a bat, he hated it and always is like embarrassed about it. So oh, he was so good. It's sort of divorced of like the quality of the movie. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know what? That's a funny joke that George Clooney comes out and he played Batman one last time. Like, that's sort of funny to me. Like, I I, I like that hmm. joke. It's not... In a, in a movie that's better made, I wouldn't want that joke. Sure. But in a movie this poorly made, it's like, that's the best joke in the movie. That's, sure. like, the best. And then there's this weird uh, post credit scene where he's just hanging out with drunk Aquaman. And, and he's, it, like, telling him about what just happened, right? Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, it was weird. So that and was the, the flash. Movie. That was the freaking flash. Yeah. I, I I mean I had a fun time, I got I had a fun time. I I would watch it again in my lifetime. I mean and, and there's some scenes I think that baby scene, I'll probably watch that like once a year. <laughs> just to like know it exists. Um But yeah, it's a good reminder if any of you are artists and listening, like do not do not let uh the amount of success worldly success uh be a judger of the quality of your art because this movie was in theaters and i can promise you every single song that i've ever released is better than this <laughs> and every podcast we've ever released is better than this movie mm. and so doesn't matter how many listeners we got because we have done something better than the flash 
And I can say that without ego and pride. <laughs> Just fact. <laughs> yep. Um, well, thank, so, thanks for going on that flash ride with us. Yeah, Flash Mountain. Mm. Um, yeah, so it is the month of, let me see, let me see, let me see, loading, 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 loading. It's the month November. of December. December. And uh, next week, we got good old-fashioned Blue Beetle. Uh, and then so the, blue and so beetle. Beetle. <laughs> and then the week after that is Aquaman. And then we're done. Wipe our hands clean of this S. Yeah. Um, so please go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Micah McCaw, and sign up and even do a free trial and listen to our episode on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. So talk about a fun, bad movie. You've never seen that one. Oh. We haven't watched that one or recorded that I'm one I'm sure, yet. though. Talk about a fun, bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Woo! <laughs>